You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to a special edition of the Cardscast, a podcast uh, as part of the 247 Sports Network here at Cardinal Authority. I'm senior writer Michael McCammon, and on this episode, we're going to talk a lot of recruiting. We're going to talk some football recruiting. We're going to talk men's and women's basketball recruiting. We have a special guest in Brian Snow, 247 Sports recruiting analyst, is going to join us to talk about the, the graduate transfer edition of Carleague Jones. And we're going to look a little, a little bit more into the 2020 recruiting class, what you can expect from that in their first year uh, in Chris Mack's program. We're going to talk a little 2021 and what you can kind of anticipate to potentially uh, from Chris Mack's team uh, in the coming season, whenever that uh, may begin. So, you know, plenty of recruiting news on tap, but before we get into that, I want to express my gratitude, my appreciation for you guys hanging out with us for at, at Cardinal Authority for continuing to engage, you know, in discussions on the forums. So, you know, obviously we're we're trying to get through this alone together as we get through the the shutdown related to the spread of the coronavirus, COVID-19, as we're all kind of hunkering down in our homes or or wherever you may be. Hope you're uh, staying safe. But again, uh, thank you so much for, for continuing to make Cardinal Authority part of your day. And thank you so much for the, the, the many, the many that continue to pour in their thoughts and prayers and support for uh, publisher Jody Demling as he continues to recover uh, from being stricken from COVID-19. Continued good news, which you can find on the message boards at Cardinal Authority uh, on him as well. So, uh, again, much appreciation uh, on both fronts. And my goodness, you know, the news really hasn't stopped. I recall when um, I had a a late minute decision to not go to Greensboro because of some other factors for the ACC men's basketball tournament. So I was in Louisville when all the the announcements of the tournaments were going to be canceled and you know, the, that whole process, the first no fans, then canceled, and, and we know how the story goes. Um, I was actually sitting in Louisville, a rare opportunity was to have uh, lunch. Went out to lunch with my wife and my mom uh, as this news was breaking. And, and I'll admit, I was kind of at the moment going through a, brief, a, a minor panic um, while we were having lunch. I'm sitting with my head spinning. You know, all these things are being canceled. We don't know what the future is going to be. You know, your first immediate thought when this is your industry is, you know, what are we going to do and, and, you know, which direction will things go as far as, you know, covering the Cardinals and, and things of that nature. Um, but my goodness, the news has not stopped. Certainly there's no playing. There, there's no you know, spring football got canceled. You know, the tournaments got canceled. Spring sports have all got canceled. But, you know, Louisville's great baseball season and, and many other sports are had high expectations for this spring sports. Uh, their whole seasons are canceled. So, a lot of the news that we were typically doing, you know, obviously the spring game, which would all well, the, the sort of spring game, all of that's now in the past didn't didn't occur. Baseball season's not happening, so we're we're not reporting on that. But my goodness, you know, the news has continued to flow uh, on for for University of Louisville athletics. First, kudos and much appreciation to uh, University of Louisville uh, SID Kenny Klein and and his staff over there for continuing to get you know, coaches and, and student athletes and making them available via teleconference uh, for reporters. So uh, we're able to, to keep 
fans, you know, up to date on, on what's happening behind the scenes. How are things progressing? What are the players doing? So much appreciation for UofL for making those efforts as well, because, you know, not all schools are, are able to do that or, or, or making the, the same level of efforts as they are at the University of Louisville. So much appreciation for that. And then there, there's just been continued news on the recruiting fronts, commitments, uh, people turning pro, you know, so the news has continued um, and, and we're grateful for that. But as I promised, uh, we were going to get to a lot of recruiting today. Uh, I want to start with football recruiting. Um, I found this quite interesting. I think it, it's a great example of the direction and the determination of, of head coach Scott Satterfield and his staff when it comes to recruiting just yesterday. Um, scrolling across our homepage on the on the message boards, the premium message boards at Cardinal Authority, reports on three quarterbacks, all within the top 20 quarterbacks nationally. One out of Georgia, two out of the two out of California, all singing praises and expressing their higher interest in the Louisville program. Out of one out of California, Sierra Canyon quarterback Chaden Peary had hoped to have been here uh, to catch Louisville's final spring practice. Clearly, the shutdown changed that. Uh, those plans still hopes to to come out and visit Louisville. Speaks highly. A view of quarterback coach Frank Ponce and coach Satterfield and on, you know, impressive numbers. Again, a top 20 quarterback. Uh, another one, Aaron McLaughlin, kid out of uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. Four-star kid has, court, you know, scholarship offers from Auburn, Alabama, Arizona, Baylor. I mean, lengthy, lengthy list. He's had a, a growing relationship with, with Scott Satterfield and the staff. Now he's talking about uh, actually planning one of his official visits to be at Louisville. You know, so again, continued impressive recruiting efforts by Coach Satterfield and his staff. You know, Peter Costelli, another quarterback out of California, another top 20 quarterback, also really high on the Cardinals. So to me, I found it you know, quite interesting that not only did they all hit within 24 hours on our homepage, but by doing so, I think it helped highlight the efforts and of what Satterfield and his staff are doing. They're reaching out to the best targets. Uh, that they think they can get that fit best fits uh, their system. And here's an example of three quarterbacks, high ca- high quality, high character kids um, that are extremely attracted to what the, the Scott Satterfield offense is. They're extremely attracted to the, the continuing building culture at the University of Louisville under the direction of Scott Satterfield. So again, you can catch all those and we'll have another update on the quarterbacks. We're going to kind of wrap them all together, together to kind of give you an overview of just how things are looking for some of the top quarterbacks that Louisville is targeting. You'll be able to find that at Cardinal Authority uh, later on Saturday afternoon. Switching gears to uh, uh, men's basketball recruiting, uh, it's been a it's been a crazy week. You add the commitment, which many from what many consider the top graduate transfer out there on the market in uh, in Radford grad transfer Carleek Jones and. He's a point guard by all accounts that, that Louisville needs. Um, it, it's been a weakness that Louisville's had, uh, as we all know. And Carly Jones is the type of guy averaging 20 points, five boards, five assists at Radford. How that will transfer, translate, excuse me, into you know playing in the ACC, certainly a much different level when you're going from Radford to you know a high-caliber program like Louisville playing in one of the elite conferences in the country in the Atlantic Coast Conference. But certainly a guy that I think Chris Mack is fully expecting to come in, get that starting spot uh, from the moment he gets on campus and could be, end up being one of the best 
point guards that we've seen uh, direct Louisville in a couple years. And certainly a, a, a massive need. Also lost a commitment. And one that, you know, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it was one that I think, especially over the last few weeks, was a growing reality to think that, that we were all coming to grips with. Uh, and that's Jay Scrub, the Louisville Trinity product that went off to uh, junior college, was recently named uh, the junior college player of the year. And apparently that was the, the last straw that gave uh, Scrub the the thought that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and make that jump to the NBA um, and, and is now doing so. Signed it with an agent and he's now foregoing his, his, his college eligibility. So will not be a part of the University of Louisville program. So that leaves this class, in, a, in addition to Carleek Jones, with a pair of high school uh, signees and DeAndre Davis, a top 100 kid out of Lawrence Central up in Indianapolis, Indiana, four-star J.J. Trainer, the son of Jason Osborne, coached by uh, James Boo Brewer, the former Cardinal star over at Bargetown High School. Uh, really looking forward to those two coming in, see what they can do. I don't think anyone should really expect DeAndre or J.J. to be you know, high-impact players. How much time they'll, they'll, they'll clock this year, how much they'll register uh, this year is, is still to be determined. And a lot of that will be determined on just how well some of the uh, you know, some of those freshmen from this year progress into year two uh, under Coach Mack, and as well as you know how they're able, to, how quickly they're able to come in, DeAndre and JJ, how quickly they're able to come in, get into the that weight training program, and of course the shutdown is going to you know have an impact on all this. So how soon they're able to get on campus and become part of the program is certainly going to uh, play a factor in in really their their career, their first year at the University of Louisville, how quickly they're able to develop, come along, and start participating and getting regular minutes uh, for Chris Mack. Talked about that specific uh, question with Brian Snow uh, just earlier today. Want to get to that segment now. Here's Brian Snow joining us here on the Cardscast. All right, we're excited to be joined by Brian Snow, 247 Sports uh, recruiting analyst, here on the, on the Cardscast podcast with us. Brian, appreciate you taking some time with us today. Oh, no problem. Obviously, you know, it's a lot of been ha- lots been happening on the recruiting front for for Louisville basketball. So let's jump right into it. Uh, most recent, obviously, big addition for Chris Mack, a Cincinnati kid, grad transfer in Carlick Jones coming over from uh, Radford, uh, a guy that averaged 20 points a game, five and five as well. Obviously, that's going to translate differently to the ACC um, just jumping right into it. what do you what do you see from Carlick and how do you think uh, or Carlick, excuse me, and how do you see him fitting in with Chris Mack's team? Well, you know, I think he's going to be the point guard from day one. David Johnson, he, he can play the point, but I don't necessarily think you want him handling the ball all the time and always dealing with pressure and things like that. So I think he's going to be the point guard from day one and he's going to have a really good year. Um, you know, maybe 12, 14 points, you know, three, four, five assists, a couple rebounds a game. You know, he's not going to do 25 and five at Louisville. That's just not realistic. Sure. But he he's going to put up really good numbers. He's a really good player. He's a tough kid who can really shoot. Pretty good decision maker with the ball. And, you know, he, he's going to play. He's going to produce. And, and people are going to really like Carly Jones. He's better than Kristen Cunningham. He's better than Fresh Kimball. He is far and away the best point guard that Chris Mack is going to have in his time at Louisville so far. Which has clearly been a, a concern, you know, the last couple of years, you know, trying to, to find that right fit at point guard. And, and it sounds like, you know, they've got one to, that can come in and clearly be not just a, you know, a contributor, but an impact player in ACC play. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the best point guard in the ACC, but he'll, he'll sure. be in the upper half for sure. And probably closer to two or three than he is to seven or eight. Um, so, and Chris Mack's teams have missed that. You know, Kristen Cunningham was solid. Fresh yeah. was, he just wasn't that good, if we're being honest. So when you get Carleek in and you have a real point guard, you have David Johnson next to him, you got Samuel Williamson on the wing, then, then you you got some pieces to work with right now. Malik Williams down low. But it all starts at the point guard position, and, and they've got a reliable a reliable guy now in Carleek Jones. Yeah, and, and not to get off on a little tangent, but, you know, obviously he's a grad transfer, and that seems like a market, and you had a, a great list of, you know, the top 20 grad transfers out there, which is, a, a you know, a continually growing list. Um, is that a trend that you do see continuing going forward with, with coaches having to really tap into this grad transfer market, you know, in the coming future? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the new age of, of college basketball where your roster is far more year-to-year than it's ever been. So when you have guys coming in and, and going out you ha- with more frequency, what you have to do is you got to fill holes. And sometimes that's grad transfers. Sometimes that's, you know, traditional transfers. It, it's just a different way of doing things than, than happened 20 years ago. I'm not sure it's better or worse. It's just different. Yeah. But ro- yeah. roster building and roster management is much different now than it used to be. Because if kids aren't playing or aren't playing how they want to play, they're going to leave because they feel that's the way they should do it is look out for their own best interests. I don't find that personally to be a problem. Some people do. But when you, when you think of it that way, you know, it's far more year to year. And coaches always have to be prepared on how they're going to upgrade their roster in the offseason. And usually that means not keeping 13 guys on scholarship anymore. Because yeah. if you keep 13 guys on scholarship, that means probably about five of them are unhappy. And when you have five unhappy guys, not only does that make your team more unhappy during the season, but it means you, you know, you, you've got more to replace in the offseason. So, um, and you might lose a player you like just because he didn't play early. So I think you're going to see guys go with smaller rosters, nine, 10, 11 guys. And then if you lose one or two, you plug a hole that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly is. I mean, you think back 20 years and how much has changed. Obviously, the grad transfer market, the traditional transfer market is a growing thing as well, especially if they, they make the changes that look like they could be coming with the, the immediate eligibility. Then even from the high school ranks, you know, kids going up and down in classes as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to develop. Uh, certainly a fluid situation, as recruiting always seems to be. But uh, uh, joining uh, Carlick in, in the class is a couple of high school uh, kids, obviously one from uh, from your neck of the woods up at Lawrence Central near Indianapolis, DeAndre Davis, and then J.J. Trainer uh, from the Bargetown, Kentucky area, playing for former UVL uh, star Boo Brewer over at Bargetown. But uh, on Andre on, on Davis, I know you've had a chance to see him play uh, many times. I've had a chance to see him a couple of times. Always impressive. You know, he, he was just recently named an Indiana All-Star for a reason. What do you like about his game and what can he bring to, to Mac in year one? I like that Dre, Dre's got some versatility to his game. You know, he's got pretty good size. He can play the two, three, and four, you know, depending on the lineup. And, you know, he's a kid who knows how to score. He can either shoot it. He can get to the rim. Um, he's a smart kid. He's a good kid. He's a kid who's always been improving. Um, so so there's a lot to like. I don't find him to be a kid who's going to be ready right away. Um, I think he needs time both to get stronger physically and mentally. But he's a kid who's, who's got skill, who's got size, who's a decent athlete, who can be a versatile piece that you plug into a variety of different roles as he's an upperclassman. 
Yeah, and JJ Trainer from Barstown, you know, son of Jason Osborne, another uh, Louisville great, kind of in the same boat there. You know, I think a lot of people are expecting both of them to to come and kind of come in and and begin to develop. You know, get in the weight room and, and fill out their bodies. And year two, three, and four should should be you know pretty good years from both those guys. Um, just a, a couple more minutes with you, so I want to jump ahead to the 2021 class. Chris Mack has a a big four star commitment in that one, nationally ranked number 41 by 247 Sports. Bryce Hopkins out of Oak Park, Illinois. What's impressive about his game? I mean, he's a guy that seems like he's continuing to rise uh, as he produces more. You know, Bryce Hopkins is a kid, you know, when I first started in this business, you know, long time ago, 15 years ago <laughs> or whatever it's yeah. been, uh, we would have described as a tweener who didn't have a position. And, you know, he would have gone to the mid major level and kicked some high majors butt in the tournament. Now go. he's an undersized four man who everyone loves because he's tough and he's productive. And and that's the story with Bryce Hopkins. He's a tough kid. He's a productive kid. He's a little bit undersized, but he just finds a way to get things done. Has long arms, plays hard, plays with a great motor. And with the ga- way the game has changed, where you're going smaller, where you're spreading the court more, he's a, he's a piece that a lot of people like. And I think he has a chance to be a really good player at Louisville. Yeah, and then not before before I let you go. When you look at Louisville, obviously, you know, looking at next year's class, you know, or next year's team, knock on wood, everything gets started on time, and and we're getting close back to to normal, as I do my air quotes when I say normal. Um, but Chris Mack clear, certainly lost quite a bit, leading obviously off with All American Jordan War and a number of other key pieces. Um, the way that the basketball has transformed itself, obviously, with the grad transfer markets and stuff, and Chris is continuing to look uh, to fill another need. He's mentioned that he wants to get another uh, five-man uh, off the grad transfer market. Um, do you like Louisville's chances going in next year? Obviously, they've got to put the pieces together. But uh, when you look at what Chris Mack's uh, building for his roster next year, what, what's your impression of what he's going to have next season? You know, Net, it's going to be so interesting because when does the offseason start? You know, yeah. Yeah. When, when do players get to start practicing? We have no idea how, on, on that stuff. And and when you lose as much as Chris lost, you, you need that time, especially early in the season. And we have no idea if that time's going to come. So, you know, now everyone's going to be in the same boat, but some teams, because of what they're bringing back versus what they're not, are going to be more prepared for that than others. Um, so, you, so you just look at it and you say, okay, you know, if if they can get a normal run up to the season or a fairly normal run up to the season, then I, I think they have a chance to be solid. Uh, you have a few really good players. You know, Malik Williams has a chance to be an all league player. You know, Carly Jones is going to be very good. David Johnson should be very good. I expect a big jump from Samuel Williamson. But then after that, it's a whole lot of question marks. Yeah. So I'm not expecting a top 20 team. That's for sure. But I do think Louisville can be a tournament team. And then, you know, this is kind of the bubble in the roster where he had a lot of older guys that left and now a lot of younger guys are being asked to step up. And then it starts to get stabilized and, you know, the 2021-2022 season and things like that. Yeah. You know, and certainly that's a great point. I mean, if there was ever a season where experience is really going to be valued, you know, with, with the current shutdown and everything, that's certainly putting a premium on that. That's a, an excellent point. But, uh, Brian, appreciate you taking some time with us today and uh, and continued uh, safety for you guys up in your neck of the woods. Always appreciate right, Brian Snow much. does great work uh, for 247 Sports, does a great job uh, covering Louisville recruiting for us. Uh, he and Evan Daniels, in my opinion, the best team out there as far as uh, national recruiting coverage by any network out there, the two of the best in the game, if not the two best in the game. So appreciate uh, him taking some time out 
of his schedule. I know a lot of people are, are reaching out to him for, for similar. So I appreciate Brian taking some time today. And before we take off, uh, as I mentioned, I uh, wanted to touch base on some women's basketball recruiting. And he, wow, what a huge commitment uh, for Jeff Walls uh, picked up yesterday on, on Friday. Peyton Verholst, uh, one of the elite players in the 2021 class, ranked number eight in the ESPN Hoop Girls rankings, uh, a point, six foot one point guard, uh, could play multiple spots. But she was a member of the 2019 FIBA America's Under 16 Championship team, earned the MVP honors for her uh, performance in the six-game tournament, leading, uh, almost said Louisville, she'll be able to do that soon, leading USA to a gold medal, averaging 14.5 points, 2.5 rebounds for the national squad, again, winning all six of their games in the 18 tournament, uh, winning MVP honors. You know, So that right there is a pretty good thing to, to highlight on your resume and kind of signal, again, just what quality Jeff Wall's town, uh, recruiting and the, uh, that he's bringing into the University of Louisville, it certainly makes it appear that a national championship to borrow from Howard Schnellenberger, the only variable is time for Jeff Walls and his program. And in addition, and hope to, I hope to speak with her uh, later today and have a, a further update on her at Cardinal Authority as well. Uh, uh, to me, almost the entertaining side note to this commitment, um, if you're following along, obviously Mississippi State, Lost their head coach. Vic Schaefer took off to Texas, you know, closer to home. After a number, of, you know, a nice run, and Mississippi State took them to national runner-ups a, a couple times. Um, so they had that opening. Mississippi State uh, news outlets down in, in Starkville and area, you know, started reporting that Jeff Walls was their top target. Similar experience occurred seems like you know just 12 months ago or so um, when they lost their baseball coach Dan McDonald was their top target he got to the point to where in both situations you could visit uh, their publications their online publications and you could find their their insiders or their fans essentially celebrating that they had either hired a year ago Dan McDonald or this year Jeff Walls all while like last year with Dan McDonald and this year with Jeff Walls all of our sources, all of the folks within this, those two circles were indicating to us, not going anywhere. Just like last year, despite them celebrating, Dan McDonald didn't go anywhere. Same story this year. Jeff Walls did not go anywhere. And less than 24 hours after really shunning the interest uh, from Mississippi State, which was rumored to be about $2 million per year, Jeff Walls goes out and lands a commitment from one of the top players in the 2021 class. Really looking forward to seeing how his program develops. Certainly, obviously, next year should be an exciting one. Fantastic recruiting class coming in. You got the ACC Player of the Year coming back on your squad. So a lot of excitement coming uh, ahead for Jeff Walls and his in his program as well. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on the Cards Cast. Uh, keep clicking away on Cardinal Authority. The news is going to continue um, as there's updates regarding the shutdowns. Um, when people might be able to, when players might, and athletes and coaches might start coming back to, to campus, don't know yet, uh, but looking forward to that day. And, and certainly we'll have that and, and the process of coming back to campus and getting things restarted. We'll have all that covered. But in the meantime, we'll continue to, you know, touch base with a lot of the recruit, recruits. We'll be talking with coaches and student athletes and the like. So make sure you, you stick with us and can you continue to make Cardinal Authority part of your daily uh, routine. Appreciate it. For Cardinal Authority, I'm Senior Mike. Uh, senior writer Michael McCammon. Appreciate it. The wait is over. 
The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the shed? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.